How are we doing? Welcome back. This is Corey Enman, and you are listening to the Your Fat Doesn't Care podcast. So I'm super excited um, because I did record a pod- our podcast last week, um, and what I'm doing now is every week I'm doing a word of the week. We do it at our boot camps. We have kind of a word of the week as a theme, so I'm doing a podcast at least once a week on the word of the week. Um, and then relating it to you know fitness and you know potentially your life and mental toughness and those types of things. But I'm super excited because I'm in my new studio. Yeah. So if you listen to the first episode, even though the content was good, um, listening to it is pretty torturous uh, because I was in my garage studio. <laughs> it was like the only place where there's no kids and there's no no distractions. Um, but the acoustics in a garage with a bunch of junk in it. Um, isn't the best. So then um, I think the next one I got promoted and I was allowed to do it in my dining room <clears throat> without the kids there. I think everybody had left. So that one sounds a lot better. Um, same thing with, I think, the, the third one. And then now I've gotten to move into my new studio. Um, so I'm super excited. And that means that my oldest son, my stepson, Cade, He's a freshman in college now, so his room is perfect for my new studio. So he no longer has a bedroom or a place to live. Um, He now has a cot in my podcast studio. So welcome to my new studio, Cade's bedroom. Um, But the acoustics in here are much better. So anyway, um, so this is this podcast. What we're going to do is last week's podcast, uh, the word of the week was comparison. I'm sorry, it was competition, but I talked about competition versus comparison, right? Where competition can be very healthy, comparison is literally the worst thing you could do, right? Comparison is the thief of joy. When you start comparing yourself to others, it takes away all of your joy, all of your power, especially because what you're doing is you're judging yourself. And uh, the last time I checked, especially with women, and that's who I mostly work with, um, you're like the worst when it comes to judging yourself. Uh, you're super hard. So there's no winning when you start comparing yourself to somebody else, right? Even if you look better, you kick their ass at everything, you're stronger, you're fitter, you're happier, you'll find something. And, you know, so I talked about how it's more about competition, right? Find somebody that's doing better than you. Find somebody that's stronger than you. Find somebody that's, you know, making more money. Find somebody that's more successful. Find somebody that has a better relationship with their husband. Find somebody that has a better relationship with their wife. Find somebody that has, you know, a better career and then compete with them. They don't even need to know. You just need to compete, right? So that was uh, last week's point. So this week, the word of the week is empower, Now, we're doing a 10-week challenge, and I think we're on like week eight or nine. I think it's eight. Um, And the reason I have certain words is I've designed it for kind of where people are in their journey in the challenge. And, you know, right around now, if you're still in it, if you haven't given up, you haven't quit, you haven't compared yourself to everybody and said, oh, I suck, I'm I'm awful, I'm going to quit because I'm not worth it, which not a lot of people have. We've got a great group. Um, We're getting into the point now where – now you start to gain power. Now, the actual definition and this the whole point of this podcast, and I'm going to go pretty deep. I'm going to get personal. 
Um, the way I talk is the way I talk. There might be some cussing in there. So if you don't like it, tough shit. Um, you know, at my boot camp, I sort of filter it. Here, I'm not going to. I just want it to be natural. I want it to be honest. I want it to be me. And that's kind of how I do it. Um, so this one, though, this podcast, I want you to be able to share it because it makes an impact in your life. And man, it's like, okay, I need somebody else to hear this. Somebody else might be struggling. Somebody else is you know, feeling the same way. I know of a friend who's doing this or struggling with this. Share with them. And then hopefully they can get value out of it and make small, small, small changes and which will hopefully lead to significant changes later on. Uh, but the word empower is the word of the week. Um, and, you know, we think of empowerment and, you know, usually when I think of empower, I think of like empowering myself, right? Like we empower ourselves. But when you look up the word in the dictionary, or now we don't have dictionaries, everybody, and now when you look up the word on Google, um, it actually says give, and in parentheses, someone the authority or power to do something. So it's either give the authority or power to do something or give someone the authority or power to do something. You know, And then similar, authorize, license, entitle, permit, allow, sanction, warrant. Um, you know, so empower can mean a couple things. Now, empower, just like competition and comparison, can be really good and really bad. Now, this is more focused on fitness, but when it comes to fitness, fitness relates to everything. Like, fitness reveals everything in our lives. Um, and I talked about last week how, you know, you can be a crappy person. You can be abusive. You can be an ass. You can be, you know, mentally abusive. You can be verbally abusive. You can be physically abusive. You can be just a dirtbag. You can be a, you know, just a mean-hearted person inside. But no one can really see that if you do a good job, good job hiding it. But with fitness, you can't hide it. Every bad decision we've ever made, every lack of exercise, every calorie we didn't burn, every bag of chip we ate, every late night ice cream pint we had, every piece of chocolate, people see, the public see. And that's the problem with health and fitness. You can't hide it. So, And you can't lie, right? It's very visible. Even though we try to, oh no, you know, it's genetics. You know, I'm 300 pounds because of genetics. No, you're not. You're 300 pounds because you eat like shit and you don't move. That's the reality of it. That's the truth. But we lie to ourselves. So with fitness, it sucks because Everybody can see our lack. Everybody can see that we're not disciplined. Everybody can see that we don't exercise. Everybody can see that we eat more shit than we eat healthy. You know, everybody can see it. Whether we believe it ourselves or not is irrelevant. It's it is what it is. And if you're that person where some doctor has said it's your metabolism, fine, whatever. That's bullshit. But if that's what you believe, fine. But here's what I always say to my clients, and it's always people that haven't been around for a little while, and they've they've sold their story to themselves and to Many, many others that, no, it's not. I eat healthy, right? Somehow they eat only fish and vegetables, yet they're 250 pounds. They'll, they'll sell and I say, listen, <clears throat> if I put you on Survivor Island and for 38 days you're eating crickets, I guarantee you're not, your genetics aren't keeping you fat. So genetics can, they play a tiny, 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 tiny part. The rest is basically choice. So when it comes to the word empower, I think of it differently than, you know, the definition The difference is give someone the authority or power to do something. Now, when regards to fitness and empower, 
this here's the problem with most people, and this is especially with women. Now, and I focus on women, but it's the same with men. Um, but I focus on women because I've been working with women for you know 15 years since uh, 35, no, 16 years now, almost 17 years. I've been training, um, training, personal training, and coaching boot camp, and I'd say 95 percent, 98 percent were women. So. I would say as much as I don't want to be an expert in it, I am an expert in it. But when in regards to fitness and empower, women typically have given power over to somebody else based on something that has happened to them in the past, right? And because your bad decisions, choices, activity, or lack of, lack of nutrition shows on the outside, you can't hide it. Now, I used to do way back in the day, I think it was 2001, I took a seminar. It was the first personal growth seminar I ever I ever did. Now, I come from the Northeast. I'm originally from New England, born in Massachusetts. I grew up in New Hampshire. I uh, went to college in Connecticut. It's very blue collar, but it's very like, you know, tough guy, Irish Italian. Everybody there, even if they're not Irish Italian, wants to be Irish Italian. I am Irish Italian. Don't know how much, but I am. Um, but everybody's tough. So, out in California, everything is, you know, everything's gay and fag and all that stuff. Now, I'm not saying it because, like, it's like I'm just saying what it is. That's the attitude and the mentality. It's not how I think. Um, I don't really care. Um, but what happens is, so people give away their power. So I did this seminar in 2001, and I would never have done personal growth, right? I was very, I bought in. I was very blue collar. I was tough. I had to earn anything. And there's very, there's still a lot of Puritan blood, I think, back East where it's like, if I didn't suffer enough, I didn't earn it, right? I don't deserve it. And if you do have a lot, you stole it or you took advantage of somebody that works hard. Um, so coming out to California where everything was like rainbows and gay and fag and all that, you know, and I'm, and I go in, and get involved in this personal development, right? Where it was, it's funny because I took the seminar and it was like, it was so stereotypical of what people would think, right? It's like all these happy people, literally they got name tags on and they're like laminated. They've got like heart pins. They're hugging everybody. They're all, all genuinely happy. Or so you think like these people are totally faking. Long story short, I end up, it was like a graduation. My brother had gone and done this seminar. His work actually sent him. I go and I experience it. Um, and I still had no idea, right? And my brother's not the most He's not like the most physical, affectionate guy. He's you know a loving dude, but he doesn't show up that way. And he was hugging everybody. So me and his girlfriend at the time, who's now his wife, were like, what the fuck is going on? Where are we? What crazy – and this is – I had just moved here. So I was like, what crazy-ass hippie gay fag stuff is this? Now, like relaxed. You don't need to – it's not who I am. It's not – but that's just the, the dumb mindset that I had you know, a long time ago. So anyway, long story short, I, I take this, um, I, it was his graduation, which I was so out of touch. I didn't even know he was gone and we lived together. He was gone for four days and I didn't even know. So that's how out of touch detached I was. And we lived in the same place. So we go down and this guy does this presentation and there were a lot of cool points. It was just like, Ooh, that's interesting. Ooh, that's interesting. Ooh, that's, and it was talking about limitations of your brain and like, you know, everybody raise your hand as high as you can. And then you know, everybody raise their hands. All right, all right, now raise a little bit higher. And then everybody raise a little bit higher. It's like, okay, now everybody raise a little bit higher. And we all raise it higher. And then it's like, okay, now even higher. And then people are now standing on their chairs and higher, right? And he's like, and now even higher. So now people are on their chairs and then they jump as high as they can, 
right? And the whole point was, what were the thought processes that stopped you from going to the top, the highest, the most? And it was kind of that reflection, like what stops you? And it was like our thought process, right? Embarrassment, looking stupid, blah, 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 blah. So anyway, I end up doing this. Um, my brother graduates this course. That I had no idea what the hell he was doing. Everybody's super happy. I'm like, what the hell is this cult thing? And then he asked me to take it afterwards. I was like, no way. Cause of course I'm broke at the time, even though I think I'm rich. And then finally he makes it, you know, he, he didn't make me, he was like, dude, just trust me. And I was like, gosh, son of a bitch. So I took it and you know, long story short, I took it. It was four days and it was pretty, it was pretty awesome. It was a punch in the face of awareness, right? Cause I had no idea how the thoughts in my mind were controlling my life. So I take this seminar and it was literally like a punch in the face all weekend. But what I also did is I experienced, there were 70, I'll never forget this. There were 77 people in this class. It's very experiential, right? So it's, it's a class where you get an experience out of it. So it's not like I can explain like, oh, you do this, this, this. Everybody's experience is different, but the class, the way it's set up is the same. And there were a lot of people there that shared some deep stuff because that's what runs us, right? Events that happen in our life, usually traumatic events, we make decisions about those events on a conscious and subconscious level. Like, oh my God, I'm sad. And then subconsciously, there's like anger. And then we run on those programs, on those you know beliefs and on those for the, for the rest of our lives sometimes. And we don't even know it, right? We're on autopilot. So anyway... I liked it. I enjoyed it. I got a lot out of it, but then I stopped and then I went back and long story short, I ended up sticking with it. And that's what kind of got me on my personal growth journey. And I started reading books, but then I went back and I started like coaching. I started training with this group and I started doing, um, then I started leading. I started leading the groups, leading the staff. And then it was just a, a great experience. So over a period of literally, I don't know, five or six years. And I put hundreds of people into this my mindset completely shifted, right? I was broke. I had, you know, a victim mentality. I never took responsibility. Everything was everybody else's fault. You know, I worked so hard and why was I broke and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, back then I had no idea what really hard work was. Now I work hard. <laughs> um, but I had lots of bullshit programs that were running me. But what I experienced was the amount of trauma that almost every single person went through in that group. Literally, I would say, Oh, 90% of the women in that in that class, out of 77 people, there were probably, I don't know, probably 50 of them were women. I'd say 45 of them had been sexually assaulted at some point in their life. Um, and it was crazy. And then the rest men, I would say half. So half of the men and almost all of the women. And then I got stats, I, you know, I guess, you know, four out of five women are sexually assaulted. Um, and then like two out of five men, which I find crazy. And I am blessed and so is my wife. I thank God every day that that just did not happen to her or I um, because it, it can fuck people up forever. Now, being in fitness, this relates to fitness because our bodies are a reflection of what we believe about ourselves typically. So if we don't care about ourselves, if we don't love ourselves, if we don't want to take care of ourselves, if we come last – that's going to reflect in the way we take care of our bodies. That means we're going to eat shitty. We're not going to exercise. We are not a priority. And then we justify, right? We can justify anything. Oh, it's, I, you know, my kids come first. Well, they shouldn't, right? Like if you're dead and sick, you are no fucking good to your kids. So they shouldn't come first. 
You need to come first. And just so you know, if you're a parent and I got four kids, two stepkids and my own two, if you're a parent and you're doing it for your kids first, you're not really doing it because your kids are now getting a half-assed version of you. They're getting a half-happy one, a half-fit one, a half-disciplined one, a half-whatever. And then your kids model. Your kids don't listen. Kids don't listen to their parents. They model their parents, right? So if you're using that excuse, oh, I'm doing it for them. I'm putting it into them. I'm pouring into them. And you're taking away from you or you're sacrificing you, then that's just a, a, a bullshit story justification of you not doing it yourself. So I love it. So look. In my new studio, there's still a printer up here, and I think the wife is printing something. So <laughs> um, I just shut it off. So anyway, so as a parent, right, you can't come first. So fitness is very much related to what we believe about ourselves. So I've realized – so then I got into fitness in 2003. So I did these cert- cert- I did these seminars from 2001 till about 2004. That's when I met my wife. I had a lot of work to do before I could meet my wife and I'll get on, I'll get on with her and we'll do a, we'll do a podcast. We'll do a podcast. The two of us (laughs) there, we'll do a podcast. The two of us about our relationship, which um, I wish everybody could be, have the relationship we have. But anyway, so I did it in 2001 to the seminar, 2003, four is when I met her. We get together 2005, and I still sucked as a person because I was really working hard. But I stayed involved. I kept personally growing. I did this seminar. And once I got into fitness, I had been around so many people. And what I found is like literally every single person, everyone, five things has happened to them which have dictated their belief about themselves and their life. And typically, it's some sort of trauma. Um, and especially in fitness. So what I started to do is I started to relate all these things to people's results in fitness. So I was able to really dig deep and I learned how to do it. I learned how to, you know, ask the right questions to kind of get to it. Now I've been doing it so long. I could sit down with someone and I could tell within 10 minutes of talking, whether something has happened and how it has affected their life. Now it's not something I, I like to brag about, but it's just, it's the point is, is it's, it's almost everyone. Um, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, it sucks. It wasn't your fault and it can be changed because the way I looked at it and the, you know, the way I coach people now is bad shit happens to everyone, literally everyone. And the five things that usually happen is, you know, some sort of sexual assault and it's usually from family, sexual assault, um, death of a loved one, um, a death of a, a friend or a close, like, a person in the family, you know, a death of like a, a good friend or a, someone that's close, usually like a mentor. If you don't have a good relationship with your parents and you, you do with your grandma and the grandma passes away, um, physical abuse, mental abuse, um, and then your own personal, like, right, like where you have your own issues, with, especially in regards to weight, where you've been mentally put down most of your life. Um, and then, of course, Drugs and all that are a byproduct, right? These school shootings and all that stuff. Those are all a consequence, a byproduct of what we believe about ourselves. But in fitness, it screams out loud because we can see it, right? Now, I'm not saying if you're overweight, it's because you were sexually assaulted. It doesn't work that way. However, you, what most people can do and is 
literally trace back to when something happened. And the other thing is like somebody broke up or it was a, it was a divorce or a, a breakup or a marriage or a boyfriend. I mean, I had a, I had a friend, I remember she was literally in her late forties and was single and could not be in a relationship because she still was traumatized by her breakup when she was 16 years old. It was like still vivid in her heart and in her brain. And the pain was still there. 16 years old. Are you kidding me? I, don't, I mean, Jesus, that's a, that was 16, but literally she made a decision about herself. Usually it's, I'm not good enough. What's wrong with me? Instead of he's a 16 year old asshole. It's not me. It's him. I, you know, and I'm, I'm a good person. So it's him and I'm going to move on. But most people, especially women beat on themselves. So they're like, Oh, it's me. There's something wrong with me, which is why most women will compete with other women. They don't actually get mad at the guy. First thing women typically do is like, Oh, what does she look like? Right. It's the competition. Well, what's wrong with me? Is she? And then they'll go to her. Oh, she's not even that pretty. Or no, she's not even this. Da, 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 right? Instead of being like, yeah, he's a piece of shit. And he's a pig. And that's what happens. And this is coming from personal experience. I was not a good person through high school or college. And even up until, you know, I started doing personal growth. And even when I started, I was still really working hard at being better. So this is coming from personal experience. I was that guy. I was a total asshole to women, to, um, people to basically everyone, right? Because I was selfish and it took a lot of personal growth to break out of that. But anyway, when it comes to fitness, so now let's say, let's say when you were 13 or 14 and 15, and I'll even go, you know, somebody be like, oh, I started gaining weight. You know, I'll ask you, I'll usually ask people, especially if they're really heavy, you know, when did you start gaining weight? I mean, oh, I was, I've been fat my entire life. No, you didn't. You didn't come out of the womb at 214 pounds. Somewhere along the line, you got fat, right? <laughs> like it happened somewhere along the line. How old were you? Some people, it's like I was five, right? I can't remember being uh, ever not being overweight. And that can be traumatic because, you know, you're overweight because of your parents. Really, it's your parents' fault at that point. You really don't have a lot you can do. If you're a little kid and you want crappy food and your parents feed it to you and you're not active, then yeah, you can get fat. And that sucks. Um, but that's still not you. And that doesn't mean it's who you are. Um, but that can cause a lot of trauma because when I was a kid, I was not the tallest person. I'm still not. All right. Anybody that knows me, I'm five foot eight when it's hot out and I'm swollen. But when I was a little guy, I, man, I was tiny. So people would always be super clever and make fun of my height. Now, I'm relatively witty and smart. So what I had is I developed this defense mechanism of – I would look at you and already have six or seven things in my head that I was going to make fun of in a defense to if you made fun of me. Because what I found is if you made fun of me and I made fun of you worse, you would shut up. And that seemed to work. Problem was, is now I'm literally creating, looking for bad things in everyone around me as a defense mechanism to overcome being picked on about my height. I didn't realize this till you know, 20 years later, doing this, this personal growth stuff. Um, so then in fitness, it relates the same. So I'll go, all right, so when, when did you start gaining weight? And a lot of times it was like, okay, six years ago. And what I'll do is I'll joke and I'll say, well, what was his name? Right? Cause, and then they'll laugh. And a lot of times that, and I'll be like, no, really, what was his name? And they'll be like, oh, it was Rick or it was John or whatever the name is. Right. And what happens is you can literally tie to a moment, 
Like, what happened, you know, when you were, you know, eight or nine or 10? And, and was there an assault? And what choice did you make about yourself? When we're little and we're supposed to be trusting people, and then something bad happens. Now you're like, there's all these questions and, you know, some people are told certain things and lied to. And so you make up all of these lies in your head that become your truth, which is really shitty because it's not the truth. The truth is you're amazing. The truth is you're, you're, you're beautiful. The truth is you're smart. The truth is you have all kinds of power inside of you that God gave you or that the universe or whatever, quantum physics, whatever you believe in, that's there, that's inside of you. But something happened. Some piece of shit did something. Which there's really like it happens. It happens to almost everybody, which is crazy. But you made a decision about that event that has now negatively affected your life from then. And some people, it's 30, 40, 50 years. Some people never get over it, right? So if we can identify it, it's like, okay, what happened? You know, I was sexually assaulted when I was when I was 12. Okay. How did you feel about it? Like, what did you make up about yourself? What did you think about yourself? Right? It's usually like I was, I was not, you know, I was. I was this or I was that. Or a lot of people end up what they'll do is they'll they'll have that trauma and then they'll protect themselves, right? There's a lot of protection there. And what's a great way to protect yourself from men? Being fat, right? Because men are very visual, right? Very baseline caveman still to this day. And it's like, ooh, visual, right? Ooh, she's pretty. Ooh, that's attractive, right? So if technically you know, if you're fat, that can be a safety mechanism, right? That can be you protecting yourself. And that's just one thing, right? But what happens is with, especially with the word of the week is you have now empowered somebody else who has nothing to do with you and your life. You have given them all the power, right? You have given someone else the authority and power over your life. They now control you even though that is long gone, it could still be happening. But if that's still there, and you could, it could have been when you were 13, 14, 15, and now you're 40, and that still has power. They still have power over you. They could even be passed away. And that, a lot of times, that's what happens. They, it's like something happens, it's traumatic, and then they pass away. And it's like, God, I didn't even get a chance to tell that guy to fuck off, or I didn't get revenge, or I didn't get to mend that broken relationship, or whatever it is, right? So there's anger and and then we make up more stuff and it becomes this like bad, bad thing about you, about you, about you when it really isn't right. Everything bad happens. Bad things happen to everyone. Literally, you can go through and bad things happen. So it's not about bad things happening, right? There's school shootings. There was another school shooting last week. That shit is going to happen. We can't keep our kids locked up in the house, though. Because we're not preparing them, right? We cannot prepare the path for them. We need to prepare them for the path, right? You can't change the path. Shit is going to happen. That's bad. People are going to hurt you. People are going to mentally abuse you. People are going to physically abuse you. People are going to scream. They're going to yell. They're going to make fun. Like that shit's going to happen. If you're overweight, people already do it, right? They give you looks. They they talk to you differently. They they see you differently. They say things different. That's That's on them right? Just pretend like you don't hear it. What if people are saying you're a fat piece of shit, you're worthless, you're this, but you got headphones on and you're listening to music. Do those words mean anything? No, because you've got earmuffs on, you've got headphones on, you're listening to something else, which ultimately means they have no power unless we empower them, 
unless we let it affect us. And so in fitness, it's so related because we have a tendency to let our self-belief, our negative self-belief about us, we use that and somebody else has that power. So we empower somebody else to, to believe or we empower somebody else to, they take our power, right? This person took my power. I'm not good enough to be fit. I'm not good enough to be loved. I'm not good enough to be beautiful. I'm not good enough to be sexy. I'm not good enough. Like most women have a really hard time even saying, I am beautiful. I am sexy. I am worthy, right? Self-worth is like the biggest issue I've seen in fitness and with women is most women don't even think they're worth it, which is insane, right? We are all worth it. We're all born worthy. So somewhere along the line, something happened and we made a decision about not being good enough, right? And and whatever the defense mechanisms were, those are there. And now they show outside. But here's the cool thing. The empower, right? It's like emotion and power, right? Empower. You can take back that power by going back, figuring out, okay, that was what happened. But that is not who I am, that event. And here's the crazy thing. And this takes some real mental toughness. Since bad shit happens to us all, right? Everybody knows Oprah, and everybody knows Oprah was, you know, raped when she was a, a young girl, and um, you know, she was sexually assaulted. And Oprah has used that as, you know, one to connect with people because most people it's happened to, and then she's used that as a motivation to create an amazing life and to give back to so many people, right? So she made a choice to take that and move it. So it's to getting that power back. It's I'm not going to let this event negatively affect my life. In fact, the worst it is, and this is what I tell people, is when I get a client who's really heavy, like they're really overweight, right? I know they beat up on themselves all day long, mentally and physically, right? Because it shows and you can tell. I'm like, man, I love clients like that. Like I love clients like that because if you're 20 pounds overweight, 15 pounds overweight and you lose weight, great, awesome, right? Wow, congratulations. You know, that's a great thing, but you're not inspiring thousands or millions of people because you lost 15 pounds. But if you're you're huge, you're heavy, you weigh, you know, 250 pounds, you've been assaulted, you've gone through abuse, you've had to deal with physical abuse, mental abuse, drugs, addiction, recovery, you've gone you've been home, you've been your story is deep and heavy and traumatic. There's a huge, and now you're doing something different. Now you're being empowered. Now you're taking that power back. That is a story that has way more power. So you you can look at your your all your trauma and all the things that have happened as a negative, or you can look at it as is like that is my story, and and that is my story, and it, now because of it, I can inspire thousands, if not millions, because it it's so amazing, right? So when I get those big clients that are heavy and have had a lot of stuff, I'm like, man, I love you. You're going to make me look good because when you get fit, you're going to be a completely different human being and people are going to go, oh my God, what did you do? And your story will inspire thousands, sometimes millions. And that's the thing, right? We see somebody else that's been through it and we go, okay, if they can do it, I can do it, right? And that's the thing, man. It doesn't matter. So you can take it one way or the other, but how bad you are now or how bad you were, that's awesome. That's your story. There's two ways to take it, right? You can let it run you or you can let it or you can run with it. You can make it a part of who you are and that's your story and that's how you overcame and now you inspire others. And a lot of people can't see that, right? Because we're too busy focusing on ourselves and how bad everything is. But man, that's awesome. Something bad happened to you and you overcame it? What did you do? Tell me because it's happened to me too or 
I, you know, how, how did you do it? What did you do? And now you become an inspiration. Now you become a teacher. Now you become a story of survival and of restoration of it, of power. That is empowering. That's empowering others. That's giving other people power the positive way. Now you're giving people power through your story as opposed to people taking power from you, right? Now you're empowering them. You're not, you're supporting them and being better, right? And if you don't, if you surround yourself with people that are always empowering you and always supporting you, that's only going to help you get better, right? And that's what we want to try to do. We want to surround ourselves with people who are, who are, who are focused on making you better, focused on supporting you, focused on, on you being better, right? As a person, iron sharpens iron, right? And like my mentor, one of my mentors, Bedros, I'm pretty sure he came up with it, but you can't soar with eagles if you fly with turkeys, right? So if we're surrounding ourselves with people who aren't supporting us and being the best version of ourselves, then get away from them. And sometimes it might be our spouse and you might have to have that conversation. Listen, I'm going to go and kick ass at life right now. And I'd love for you to be on my, on my journey. Um, but this, 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 and has to change because I'm not taking any more because you, that would be giving them the power, right? And usually the people around you who really care about you and support you, they want to see you as your best version, right? Because you're not serving anybody if you're sick or dead. So we got to take care of ourselves. We got to take the power back. And then because your story is so powerful, you can now empower others in a positive way instead of using it to continue to put yourself on a path of self-destruction. And that's really where it comes from. So hopefully that helps. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hopefully that helps. The word of the week is empower Give it back to you. Take it back from you. Stop letting the people who don't give a damn or don't matter in your life have those powers, right? You keep it. You hold on to it. You control it. You can now inspire and give others that hope and that 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 belief that they can do it too through you. You did it. I can do it. Okay. So if you got something from this, you know, if you have somebody or if you, or you know, somebody that, that like struggles with this or that's struggling and they need that kick in the ass and they, you know, they're, you just know that person could use this, please share it. You know, if you get value, share it. That's how this thing's going to grow. That's how more people are going to do it. And if you really got value, go to iTunes and, you know, give us a five-star rating. Um, we're on all the platforms, but if you go to iTunes, that's where the real rankings are. So go there and give us a five-star um, and hopefully, you know, it helped. I, I do want to create value. I want to be honest and real. Um, I've, I've seen a lot. I've, you know, especially in fitness and every day it's on display, our negative self-beliefs, our trauma, our history, it's on display. So if we can change that story, we can change our body. And usually when you change your body, it's a pretty, pretty easy, straight way to change your life. So that's it. Please share it. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week for whatever the word of the week is next week. All right, bye-bye.